0: Anyway, happy Groundhog Day. Uh, Hey everyone, and welcome to Film Autopsy, where we watch terrible movies and share our thoughts on them. I'm your host, Jackson Curry, and I'm joined this week by the one and only David Kugler. Hello! Hello, hello. hello. Except surprise, we're not doing a bad movie this week. No, we're not. Uh, We'll get right into it. Yeah. Well, first off, first things first, uh, let's address the the audio elephants in your ears. They're pretty big, to be honest. Man, that must be uncomfortable. Uh, so, Zach has uh, stepped away from the show. We had some good times, Zach. He will be missed. Rest in peace. Oh, he's not dead, though. He isn't? No. I thought you told me he was dead. I did, but just to get you here. Okay. Well. Barreling ahead. <laughs> How is everyone?
1: Uh, I'm doing pretty good. I'm pretty You're excited? Doing good? Yeah, I'm pretty
0: excited. That pleases <laughs> me to hear. Yeah, I'm very excited to talk about this movie. Good. I'm excited to talk about this movie. Yeah. I'm excited. Um, Yeah. Just in general, feeling good. Feeling good, yeah. Sometimes not feeling good, you know?
1: Yeah.
0: I feel like just in general. Lately, like the kind of the whole year, mm-hmm. I've kind of been learning that um, things can be like really great, but also like really terrible at yeah. the same time. <laughs> things you know? can be really cool and then drop instantly. <laughs> Which can be confusing because it's like, am I supposed to be happy right now or sad?
1: What is my current
0: emotion? <laughs> Which is, I don't know. It's kind of nice knowing that things, things can be great and bad at the same time, you know? Mm-hmm. But also, maybe pick a lane, you know what I mean? (laughs) Rain, come on. Either way, doing pretty good. Pretty good. Uh, Yeah, I'm very excited. Let's get into our unique news for this week. Ooh. Let me read you this headline. (laughs) Zoo in cover-up after Groundhog dropped by de Blasio. I don't know how to say his name. It's one of the mayors of New York from a bit ago. Blasio, perhaps, uh, dies. (laughs) What? Yes. Excuse me? Not de Blasio, or whatever, uh... The groundhog has died. So he dropped the yes. groundhog. Okay. All right, so here's the first headline is, Mayor uh, Bill de Blasio, I'm going to get, do you think I made an email for pronouncing his name wrong? Yeah, he's going to R- send it. a hateful email. Has groundhog blood on his hands. Okay. Okay.
1: Is that an actual line in the
0: thing? Yes, yes, yes. That's the first <laughs> thing. So what happened? February 2nd, Groundhog Day. This is back in 2014. So, you know, it's a little bit of an oxymoron for you in terms of unique news yeah but it's, hey it's old unique but hey news. get your own news podcast yesterday's news if you're not the producer that's my job that is your job actually let <laughs> me go february 2nd uh so what happened was they kind of do this ceremony first things first this is not punks Zatani phil we're talking about a different groundhog here. okay good. because it turns out there are like a couple different ones like, Staten Island has one, there's probably a couple in Canada, it's like, you know? But really, the only one we care about is Punxsutawney, you know what I mean? He's a Phil. man. Phil's where I get my weather news from. So, they kind of have this ceremony, right? And the mayor of New York, like, holds him, right? <laughs> Just to be like, hey, check it out, I got, I got <laughs> this big <laughs> rat-looking thing.
1: I got, yeah. I got this really weird
0: rat in my hands. And uh, so a couple years before this happened, um, be it's Mike Bloomberg... Uh yes. I believe yes, so. okay, so he was mayor of New York as well, I think. Look, I don't know, and I don't really care you're about not, who's mayor of New York. You know what, you're, you're not a New York citizen. No, no oh, one's yeah. going to no That's go. not my city.
1: You got my mayor.
0: Yeah, you know, I don't think they care. If you do, write in, New York, or wherever. I love reading emails. Please. <laughs> <laughs> going right back on topic. Uh, so it may, the ground talk a couple years before this happened actually bit... Like Mike Bloomberg. <laughs> Which probably led to a, a bit of like... Um, a, little... a rivalry? Yeah, I bet he was... I bet Blasio was a little intimidated holding this groundhog because he knew what happened to the former mayor. He
1: he knows he what knew. this... He knew if what... he messed up, he was, he he was losing those things. He, he knows what this groundhog's capable of. Yeah,
0: so maybe that's why he was a little uneasy. And um, I, I, I'm not exactly sure how it happens, but he ends up dropping this <laughs> reportedly... Six feet to the ground. Oh my god! <laughs> which, um, is quite a height. <laughs> quite a significant a, height. For a small animal to fall, and approximately a week later, um, the- the animal dies. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I'm six feet tall, which means that they did <laughs> to draw the
0: ground line from my head to my toes. What? So, <laughs> and this gets even more confusing because his name is Staten Island Chuck, right? <laughs> Except, no, it isn't. What? Because apparently it was his daughter as, like, a stand-in for, like, some reason. And also, they didn't, the zoo didn't, like, come out with this information. They kind of, like, tried to cover it up. Here's a little conspiracy for you, but, um, New York City, um, they pay for, like, uh, 3, 3.5 million of the zoo's budget. So, I'm uh... I'm not saying there's a conspiracy, so, but I'm I, not, hey, I'm but not saying anything, I'm but. saying there's a conspiracy because they didn't want him to know. So, so, so it's not Staten Island Chuck. He, he's no, safe. So presumably, Staten Island Chuck is fine. Okay, he's safe. But okay. uh, Charlotte is dead. His daughter is. You know, okay, I'll be honest. Uh, DeBlessio Staten has killed him. I'll be honest. Get we're all her. here for Staten Island Chuck, okay? I'll be honest. We're all here for Staten Island I Chuck. don't give a damn about Staten Island Chuck. I'm all for punks Tawny Phil. I mean, that's a fair point, but, you know, but have
1: you suggested, like, you know, Staten Island Chuck? Have, have you seen him before? Have you no, seen I've his... only seen his daughter.
0: Oh, that's fair. Which, uh, On the floor? may she rest in peace. May she rest in peace. Do you think, if it had been the other way and Chuck had died, Charlotte would be the new groundhog for Staten Island? Hmm. Do you think Staten Island's like a Staten Island Chuck is a title or a name, and it would have been Staten Island Charlotte? Um, I I think a Staten Island is gonna be a title. But like, would she have become Staten Island Chuck regardless of her gender? Uh, no, I I think it. I Staten think Island it, Charlotte then? Yeah, I think it would move over, you know. Well, the trouble is, is like, the next mayor would have dropped her anyway. I think she might have been the root of the issue. I think the Staten Not, Island name is just unlucky to have dropped. her. Respecting the dead, of course, but like. Would that have happened on Chuck's watch? Probably, Probably honestly. They should have like taught, prepared De Blasio. You know what I mean? Get him ready. Do not drop this. They should have prepared, gotten him, warmed him up with like babies and stuff. Be like, like <laughs> test
1: him with babies first. You can use these
0: human babies first before you use this on our have our this delicate human life and then take this groundhog. It's not explained why Charlotte was the stand-in that day. Rehearsal,
1: I guess. Is that no, like no? Because ever- it was the
0: real thing. Oh, it was like okay. Yeah. All right. Also, uh, really, Chuck can't make it to rehearsals. Pull yourself together, Chuck. Chuck, I can't believe Chuck at this I don't point. Know. I bet you know what? My heart goes out to Chuck because I'm sure he's he's probably gotten over it now. It's over what seven years ago? <laughs>
1: oh no 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 yeah! I keep I keep forgetting that this
0: happened this a while 2014. ago. twenty fourteen. No yeah. Uh, only the hottest news on film autopsy. It's called unique news, not hot and topographic. Yeah, so uh, so I mean, technically, it doesn't have to be recent news. I said topographical, and what I meant was topical, so, yeah. I, uh, you know, Call me a dumbass in the emails, please.
1: No, I, I think you had a good idea going. You know, like the maps that, like, tree the elevation? Yeah. I think you got it going, mm-hmm. you know? Higher up,
0: the more recent you are.
1: Yeah.
0: All right, well, we watched a movie, didn't we? We did. Uh, we watched a good movie. It was, yes, that th- that is the spice thing we, episode. We're, we're, we're
1: spicing things up. Spicy. Ah, ah, was it
0: too spicy? Ah, a little bit. We'll see when we release, you know? yeah. yeah. Anyway, um, I'm sure that everyone has figured it out by now because they read the title that I wrote for you, presumably calling it The Hateful Eight. Hopefully. That's probably going to be the episode title. There's a little... Maybe like The Dreadful Seven, you know? Ooh, that'd be a funny joke. That would be kind of funny. Should I do that? Yeah, probably. Should. Well, there's a movie called The Magnificent Seven, though. Oh, no, well, then it wouldn't make much sense. Dreadful Nine? The Naughty Nine. Yeah, The Naughty, the nine, naughty nine. Yeah, I like no, that. Very good. Naughty that's nine. what it'll be. Anyway, I've got a topic question for us. Okay. Uh, Fire away. Here it is. This movie uh, almost entirely takes place on one set. My question is, does it feel like it? Does it feel kind of like cramped and like, I don't know, like not exactly, you know, you know what I mean? Yeah. They're not really going anywhere.
1: I actually never really
0: noticed it in the movie
1: that I was ultimately, I never really noticed it. I'd have to agree. I didn't exactly notice it. I didn't notice that it was all the same set, you know? It it was so dynamic in the
0: movie. Like everything happening, it was so dynamic. It wasn't. The credit for this movie is it is very well written. I think that's probably its strongest, strongest
1: Mm. aspect. Yeah, it's really well written, just in general. And when I think about it, like, there are a lot of um, camera shots that do make it seem like it is kind of
0: cramped. Like, a lot of cinematography shots do make it feel like... Yes. I... You know what? We'll talk about the movie. But first, I've got a new segment for everyone I've prepared. Why did this get made? We're gonna look at the production a bit. Okay, cool. It was a very bumpy road. Really? Honestly, yes. Uh, the production of Tarantino's Hateful Eight. Uh, so the film was announced in two thousand fourteen and in the same year, the script was leaked. Like oh. so it wasn't um, it was an earlier version, but it was still pretty, pretty similar, similar. Right? Yeah. And it was leaked and Tarantino, Quentin Tarantino, was pissed off I can imagine he was mad and he was like fuck it I'm not doing this and he like was gonna scuttle the project and then he was just gonna stop it yeah oh and honestly because I don't what, know, stopped him? what stopped well, him what's that what from- happened um so what happened so he kind of he what happened so why am I having so- I wrote this down <laughs> but anyway he so he regularly throws a party when he finishes right mm-hmm. when he finishes a script yeah, but it was leaked, right? So and it was, there was no party, is what yeah. you're saying. and so he's just kind of like, "Fuck it," I guess I'm not doing this. But then later on, he does like a live reading to benefit a charity, and like he's, I guess he just he kind of changed his mind. It was well received, and he's like, "You know what? Maybe I can." Maybe make this. I need to make this. Yeah. Here's my, you can do a bit of a conspiracy here. Um, six possible people leaked the script, right? Oh, okay. So, uh, Michael Madsen, uh, Tim Roth. Uh, I think it's Laura Dern. I just wrote Dern honestly. Mm-hmm. And Dern, uh, the producer for the the previous film, uh, Django Unchained, that was a previous Quentin Tarantino film. So that's also a good film, just you know. So Reggie Hudlin is his name, and there's two others which weren't revealed. Hmm. That's like of those six, those are the only people that could have leaked. They're the only people
1: that had access to it. Yes. So. Mm-hmm. Leaking's always weird for just things in general because it's
0: I... especially strange because he knew who he has. It wasn't just like a company wide thing. It's like there's a handful of people it could have been here. Look at the script and then, you know, like and they were aside, like they were on that project. So I was like, wow.
1: I can I don't understand like
0: leaking things either. Like, how do you go? I guess it was maybe to. Sometimes people leak things just to, like build excitement. You know what I mean?
1: I guess, but it didn't work. <laughs> Quentin Tarzino uh-huh. wasn't excited about it. He was not happy.
0: No. He was quite the opposite. Imagine being that, Mm -mm. that like intern, you know? Quentin walks in, he's like, give me the coffee. Imagine having to deliver the news to him. Uh, Quentin. Hey, Quentin, you know that that, uh,
1: movie you're working on? Remember that script you spent weeks, maybe even months writing? Uh,
0: Uh, Funny thing. Funny thing. uh, It's on the Mm. internet now. (laughs) Also, uh, closer to the film's release. Uh, many police unions uh threatened to boycott the film when he gave like a very fiery speech at an anti police protest in New York in October. Closer to the films really. And I mean, good on him, you know? Good like, on him, but he was what? very he was calling them like murderers and it was yeah. like you know what? You speak it, you know? Yeah,
1: go ahead and speak it. The police officer's like, you know what? I'm not gonna watch the movie. Like yeah. I'm not gonna do much.
0: Yeah. Imagine he probably gotten some hot water like with like corporate though you Word know what with, I mean like, like, be like, Quentin you can't do it but this honestly man. I think Quentin Tarantino's at the point in his career where it's like you're not gonna fire him you can't <laughs> stop him you're not gonna stop him so also Disney it once again proved they're a really shitty company I've, I've been they, as, I don't like Disney in general they they just, I like some of their I like many of their products yeah but I do not like them as a company at all as a
1: company as a whole no. No
0: good. Um, what they did was they forced the famous uh, cinema... I don't know how to say it. Cinema ramp. Cinema ramp. People that know what I'm talking about do. It's this famous theater in Los Angeles, I believe. Mm-hmm. Um. Anyway, it's just, it kind of fits Quentin Tarantino's aesthetic. Like, he loves movies. Just like the whole allure of cinema. And when Disney... Um, they forced that theater to want to film... To, like, show The Force Awakens, Right. And they were like, if you don't show Force Awakens like this weekend, which was Christmas weekend, which is also near the film's release, right? And it's also like a really yes, like big spot. Yeah, I kind of met oh. And they were like, if you don't film, if you don't show this, then you're not going to get any more Disney movies. Which is like saying what? That's basically if you refuse that, you're going to have to close the doors, right? Because they, because they, no- like even before. All of their oh, deals. Like they've no. monopolized the industry, which is really shitty and fuck Dis- you, Disney. Disney has a massive grip on everything. If they offer me a job at No, I wouldn't, actually. You wouldn't take it? I don't think so. Mm They're probably I... Yeah. Yeah, I probably <laughs> if, would... The more I don't... the more I think about it, no, I probably actually wouldn't. No. Good thing I'll never be in that position. <laughs> Also, um We listened to your podcast and yeah. granted we you heard our feelings, but do you want a job? Yes. He also filmed with uh, like antique uh seventy seventy millimeter cameras. Oh really? Which we're not I think the last movie they were made with was like in 66. Hmm. So not okay, cool. in the Rocky Mountains in winter. <laughs> <laughs> Fun so, fact, they actually used real guns. But it was a rough time. <laughs> and, uh, when writing this, uh, Tarantino kind of like this idea he had was uh, he watched a lot of like Western TV shows as a kid. And he really liked like when a big name guest would show up with like a mysterious past. And you'd have to like guess, had, like, is this a good together. guy or is this a bad guy? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And he really liked that. And he was like, what if I took like eight of those characters and just trapped them in a room where they can't leave? Hmm. Which... I think looking at the film with that lens, it makes it a lot of fun just to yeah. watch. Like, Th- thinking about it that way, yeah. that's that like, actually... is this a good guy or a bad guy? It's like, oh, mm-hmm. most of them, no good. <laughs> Mm-mm. Uh, knowing the ending, most of them are not good. <laughs> yes. Uh, do you want to do some movie facts now? Sure. Let me hit you with them. I'm this excited. was released December 25th, 2015. It was nah. a- a happy Christmas release. Happy 2015 Christmas. You Would know? you see this movie on Christmas, do you think? Um, Probably not. Yeah? Because uh, I... I don't... Well, I don't know. I know that that's a big tentpole like, for movies to release, but I, I've i never seen a movie on Christmas Day. Well,
1: that, but also, like, I've only just gotten into more serious movies, like, recently. Yeah? Because, I, cause I, you know, a little bit a while ago, like, I watched, like, not very serious movies, you know? They're like a, more of a comedy, yeah, or just more, more of a comedy, more, more lighter movies. I see, and then recently well, I've been fun, watching though. a lot more, uh, a lot more like serious movies, yeah, and I'm liking them a lot.
0: So, no, at the time, I probably wouldn't have watched it. Well, I coming up, you know, yeah, ne- let's say next year Christmas is coming up. Oh, no, most definitely, yeah, you'd yeah, see this. I would see this most you'd definitely. See, would you see a Christmas day? Is what I'm asking. That. Oh, on Christmas day, probably no, I haven't the time. i have too busy Christmas activities, I'm too busy looking at my Christmas tree. For an unbearable amount of time, which is... Probably, yeah. is it's like a final in. farewell before you burn it. Y- yeah, of course. You gotta, like, salute it, you know? Yeah, like a final... mm mm-hmm. Director, Quentin Tarantino. Of course. Yeah. Yes. He's a very good director, I think. But also, he's the kind of director that, like, every college... Like, every white college kid, like... <laughs> You know what I mean? Like, every white College rat, frat, frat boy, like, just loves. They're like, man, have you seen Pulp Fiction? You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Because he's, like... They, like, worship every, him. Yeah. Every, like, film critic has, like, a Pulp Fiction, like, poster in their room. You know what they I mean? They all have, like, a shrine to Quentin Tarantino. <laughs> yes. Which I think is funny. Just, like, people making fun of those guys. Mm-hmm. I, I'm sure I'm sort of in that crowd, because I also enjoy them, but I don't worship him as, like, a filmmaker. You know what I mean? Like, he's... He's not perfect. Mm-hmm. you know but just good films you know good movie uh, I watch yes. budget was either it was between 44 or 62 a million mm. because it had to go a little over budget just because it was like a lot mm. filming was tricky right because they had snow is not easy to work with no uh, living in Michigan no it's not no. living and with and especially it since they wanted like those old old western like just fields those those mountain shots where like there's nothing else like there's no footprints in the snow and it's like what's well, a film set so there's <laughs> gonna, gonna be people walking around yeah it's gonna be tough i'm just gonna check we're still recording because you know i do wow we are well, look at us go i'm very proud of us professional podcast anyway before we, we get into the real the real dirt or the, the meat or whatever. It's the meat, isn't it? Yeah. the wrong word. Probably the meat would work better, I'll be honest. The real dirt. of. That's let's, my catchphrase. Let's get in the dirt. Let's get our hands dirty with this film. But we're not going to do that quite yet. Because uh, I'd kind of like to give my pitch for everyone who hasn't seen this, you know? Give them the pitch, Jackson. Because I've realized this is like... Real, I don't know. It's relatively not... Give them the elevator pitch. Just give it to them. The elevator pitch? Yeah. That'd probably be what quentin tarantino's quote earlier was like you know like eight, yeah yeah eight of those characters we guest stars where you can't figure out if they're good guys or bad guys and they put them on in a, a room
1: board. in a world in a world yes. where we're
0: where where we wear hooks for hands obviously i think you should go on blind you know what i mean yeah but i can't control people i i went in the movie blind and i enjoyed it a lot Good. Uh, so
1: because funnily enough, the title's called The Hateful Eight. I thought it was, like, about, like, a really bad gang of eight guys. And, like, they had to defeat them or whatever. No, that's uh, not, that makes sense, doesn't it? But then watching the movie, is it's not that. And I'm actually happy, like, the, the thing that I got from the actual movie. I enjoyed it a lot. Yeah? Yeah. Well, let's kind of like, go through uh, our characters, I suppose.
0: Give them the breakdown. Made a huge mistake. Where have I put this document? Did you lose it? I don't believe I have, but anyway. You know what? Let's let's charge through. Oh, here it is. <laughs> it's, okay. in the, it's in the whole document. All right. Let's meet our hateful aid, right? Our first character is John the Hangman Ruth. Uh, He's played by Kurt Russell. He is like a, a bit of an aging bounty hunter who's got a reputation for bringing in his bounties alive. There's this quote um, If John Ruth the Hangman catches you, you hang. You know what I mean? I, that's do, my, I, I do remember that. That's my half-attempted half, half attempted Samuel L. Jackson. So he's bringing in a $10,000 bounty to Red Rock Jail to, you guessed it, hang. hang. Look at us go. Yes. So anyway, he and his bounty are racing against a blizzard to get to Red Rock Jail, but they cannot make it. So They're going to have meet at a halfway point at Minnie's Haberdashery.
1: What is a haberdashery?
0: We can talk about that as well in a minute, because that's a bit interesting, just kind of how that fits into a, what I would consider the theme of this. The bounty is Daisy Damer- Damergoo, which we'll get into. I'm hinting towards Ooh. my ideas. She's a woman with uh, some rough edges and a sizable bounty on her. On the way to Minnie's haberdashery, they encounter Major Mark Westmoren, who is an old ex-Union army officer turned bounty hunter. Played by Samuel L. Jackson. Did I already say that? I no. think I did. I think so. Awesome. Uh, we were stranded out in the wilderness until John Ruth came upon him. Is he looking to take Ruth's bounty for himself? Who knows? Who knows? We've got Chris Mannix. Uh, they don't get far before they come across another stranded no. individual. Captain Chris Mannix of the Confederacy's Mannix Marauders. He's allegedly on his way to be sworn in as the new sheriff of Red Rock. Allegedly? Can he be trusted, David? Who knows? I mean, maybe. Maybe not. We've got Bob. 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 Uh, The man who claims Minnie left in charge of her haberdashery, while she takes an uncharacteristic trip to the other side of the mountain. Very uncharacteristic. Seems a little suspicious, but maybe he's telling the truth. Oswaldo Mowbray. Is the hangman in these parts. He seems friendly, but a little peculiar. He does. In the movie, he seemed very interesting. Yes. But He's he said that. he was the hangman, so... I got Joe to Gage. That. Often lurking in the corners of minis is Joe Gage, a grizzled cowboy who claims to be returning home to his mother for Christmas. I've really messed up and not read the names of these actors, you know. Mm-hmm. Chris Maddox is played by Wally Goggs. Walter, Wally Goggs. Walter Goggins. I enjoy a Wally Goggs. We all enjoy. Bob is played by Dermion Bashir, mayhaps. I could be wrong. I'm not good at pronouncing things, guys. Tim Roth plays Oswaldo Mowbray. Michael Madsen plays Joe Gage, and the final character, uh, General Sanford Smithers, is played uh, by Bruce Dern. So, and he is an old decorated Confederate general who is traveling to Red Rock. To lay his long-dead son to rest. What will happen when all of these characters converge in the haberdashery? Some hijinks. Some 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 really deep hijinks. Anyway, after that very long and I'm assuming uninteresting pitch for the movie, please go watch it. Please, it's um definitely it's not for everyone. It's uh, very bloody. There's yeah, a whole it, lot of language.
1: It's very violent. It
0: takes place. Uh, uh, it's like, a, there's an, there's some intense moments for mm-hmm. sure um obviously content don't watch it with your like five-year-old please but i would say generally a good movie it is a really good movie oh yeah you want to just get right into the start yeah i got my list of notes ready well looking at the credits when i saw the weinstein logo i thought ew yeah yeah i saw you i was like "Uh (laughs) uh-oh that's not good okay for those of you that do not know harvey weinstein is a really shitty person
1: not a good man no good uh, my first note I have on here uh, yes, let's hear is it. about the score, and I was just gonna say, yeah. Ennio Mericone's score is Chef's Kiss. Oh my God, the I sco- love it. The score at the beginning was amazing. Yes, and I think I have the score.
0: It's fantastic. At, like thura. a
1: couple times, to- I think a second time, I think, and mm-hmm. more or maybe
0: not. So interesting fact about that is um, they worked. Uh, Tarantino and Maricone, uh worked previously together on Django Unchained, I think. And he kind of, what Tarantino did is he kind of, I guess Ennio wasn't very happy with how it was treated, right? And he's like, I'm not working with Tarantino again, you know? Mm-hmm. Good on him. Stand by your guns. I guess. Yeah. But then he reads a script for this and he's like, never mind. I'm back in. <laughs> Welcome back. I suppose a lot of the story of this production is people being angry and then being like, you no, know what? This story's got to be told, you know? Yeah. But uh, And I'm glad. So what is your next note you got on there? This movie is a slow burn for people
1: that are going into this, you know. Yeah, my next note I have on here is uh, talking about the dialogue. Um, I love the dialogue. The dialogue is so witty, and yes. it's also it seems so real. You know, it mm-hmm. doesn't seem it doesn't seem like it's
0: fake. It's not stilted in any anyway. It's also many of the lines so... like kind of give into who the personality of these characters are. Mm-hmm. It know? seems so raw yes. and, and and amazing, and,
1: and uh, on the on the topic of dialogue uh, yes, I have I have something I created uh, conversational uh, cinematography where oh, the yeah, conversation I, I the cinematography
0: in the competitions are amazing the, this is a fantastically shot movie mm-hmm. um, I think just a real standout shot this the one that I enjoy is the bit uh, where uh, Mark West draws his two pistols and points them in the air you know just mm-hmm. at the very beginning that just kind of gives you a hint into the quality of this like it's just a really pretty shot. That's kind of how I judge cinematography. I'm not very practical with it. Mm-hmm. I'm just like, that's I, a pretty shot. I like it. I liked with the conversations
1: in the in the car- There's a scene where they're in a the carriage, and a pl- I, the yeah. stagecoach is great. Yeah, the, the 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 dialogue between them and the cinematography of like their close-up shots of their face and then like zooming out for a second and then mm-hmm. going back to the face is so small detail, but it's so amazing with their characters. Like, seeing their facial reactions to, the, like, the smallest things. it's really, yeah. like, opens their character up. Mm-hmm. Um, I think my first criticism... Okay, let's hear it. Uh, ...was they played uh, Apple Blossom by the White Stripes. Yeah. Did in you one think it
0: felt out of place?
1: Yes. I I, I I saw it, and I was like, that's a cool scene, but it just seems weird. Like, because all, all of the time we had, like, you know, theatrical-type would you have preferred like, more
0: of a Morricone score? Yeah, oh, yeah. because
1: because I, I was like, this sounds beautiful, and then this song, Apple Blossom. I like this song, but I I agree that it does stand out a bit. It, it was a bit jarring. It was a good. It, it was a good. I liked it, but it I was just it, weird. It was out of place. Yeah, I think That's the best way to put it.
0: In. I did feel that. What's your next note? I've got plenty of notes. Um, <laughs> when they come across uh, Chris Mannix, we discover that John Ruth just has like an infinite. Handcuff supply, you know, he's like, Yeah, he we're gonna pulls put these on. Another one. And he's like, You put these on. And you put these on. <laughs> You get handcuffs. You get handcuffs. Uh, into the production, uh, Tarantino actually made them wear like handcuffs. Like, oh. Iron ones. You know like, what I mean? Oh my it God. It would have been much more comfortable for the actors if it was like they could have used like a fake one, right? Mm-hmm. But he was like, No, we're, we're, nah. we're, we're doing that. No, nah. you are wearing real
1: handcuffs. Yeah. My next one is Love Major's Dialogue. Uh, just majors dialogue in just general. Just in general, it's fantastic. It's, it's, it's so fun. Mm-hmm. With what you got on your
0: on your notes? I'll oh, just throw out here. Um, what do you think about the situation with like Wellenbeck and the thirty thousand dollar reward on Warren? Hmm. Um. It was a pretty interesting aspect. It, I didn't notice it too much,
1: um, but I like the whole monetary aspect of these people mm-hmm. because you know they all have bounties on them. Uh, and you know some of them don't, some of them do. But the monetary value of at the beginning of the uh, the girl, I forget her name. Mm, um, Daisy Dammer Yeah, guy. yeah, Daisy. Yeah, w- with her like that, monetary value is important at this beginning. And just the um, the bounties of these people are kind of a driving force for a lot of these things. And it's a, it's a it's, key motivator. Yeah. Is money.
0: Yes. It's an important detail, and I liked it. Um, I think it is interesting how. When we figure out that Mannix is like a, sort of a confederate, right? Mm-hmm. Um, John Ruth trusts Samuel L. Jackson afterwards, um, Major Warren, because like he's like, all right, well, I know for sure that you are not working with him, so I can mm-hmm. trust one of yeah. you, you know, which is just kind of like, in this world that no one can trust anyone, like, they rely on racism. That's like they gotta I rely on, like the smallest of things to trust people, mm-hmm. like they
1: got like the readers' things they have to rely on to make yeah. sure. I think I like my next note is just bushwhacker, bushwhacker, <laughs> because um, the guy just he said bushwhacker like four times in like yeah. a matter of a minute. I was like, okay, he gets paid by the bushwhack. Hey, I mean, you go, man.
0: Mm-hmm. And then my next note is forgot to take notes. So <laughs> oh, now you're taking notes. <laughs> yeah. So congratulations. Goodness. Um. When they're in the blizzard, the sound design is fantastic. Oh, yeah, most definitely. You can just like, it's very immersive. Mm -hmm. You feel it, you know? Also, great facial hair. Mm -hmm. We'll have to pick a favorite for movie awards, but it's going to be tough, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, When we're introducing some of our other characters, you know, Ruth is going around. uh, Joe Gage says, uh, looks can be deceiving, which is, I'd say, pretty close to like the thesis of this. Yes, most definitely. Yes. Just kind of like in general, we can talk. You want to talk about this like the theme, thematic elements now, or just kind of get um, more of general?
1: I I I think we should talk up because the thematic like idea of it really mm. is in play at the end of the movie, <laughs> like the ending of it. Because the theme, the, the theme of it is about, hey, you can't really trust anybody. And well,
0: like... here's the thing: is we can't believe any of this. Mm-hmm. We can't believe that. Um, Manix is the sheriff. We can't believe. I mean, to an extent, we can't believe that John Ruth is bringing in this woman to hang. You know. Yeah. Th- th- there's so many the Lincoln moments. letters fake, presumably. Yeah, I actually believed the Lincoln letter.
1: I was yeah. watching. It. I was like, oh, okay, that's cool. Mm-hmm. And then in the thing, he said like, no, it's fake. I was like, is he being serious? And even
0: then, is he being serious? Yeah, we
1: have absolutely no idea. Because I couldn't tell if and he if he was like actually being serious if yes. he said no.
0: You know. And in the narration later in a bit we learn um, the narrator pronounces her name uh, Daisy Domergue. But near the climax of this film, she pronounces it Daisy or it Daisy and the jo- Jodi Domingue gang, right? Mm-hmm. As it turns out, we can't even rely on the narrator to tell us the truth. And the narrator is Quentin Tarantino, isn't it? Yeah. So yeah. The, the writer and director of this movie. So we can't really trust anybody. Yeah, the whole... Like, everyone is trying to trick everyone. And like... yeah. It's very interesting. The whole trust idea uh, we should probably talk about
1: at the end mm-hmm. because of the ending of the movie. Yes.
0: Um, let's get into more of this. So, I much of the carriage is a lot of setup for the rest of the movie. Mm-hmm. Do you feel that it drags? Um, For a bit...
1: Because I didn't, I I did not know where the where like the meat of the movie is going to be taking place. Because again, I still had the idea that it was going to be the eight villains. Mm. So looking back on it, no, I don't think it dragged very much. But personally, I was like, when is it going to get to like the town
0: or something like that? I see. Because
1: yeah. because they they never get to the
0: town, you mm-hmm. know. Don't make it to Red Rock. Mm-mm, they don't. Um, but yes, so we've gotten. But the character
1: scene I, I liked a lot. It was very smooth and fluent. And I think.
0: There's an entire short film right there, just mm-hmm. like a study into these characters and their just ideologies. Like the, the
1: interaction between them, and like mm-hmm. like like somehow learning about their past through yes. their interactions is amazing. And mm-hmm. yeah, the the short film part you're talking about is, is yeah. I think true.
0: that I think a lot of this could stand on its own. Mm-hmm. It's very well done. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. When we reach the haberdashery, it does an excellent job of building tension because. We immediately kind of get the feeling that something is wrong reaching the habitat. Yeah. Like the, the snow is picked up. It's getting dark out. And we just kind of get like an unsettling feeling. At least I, that's what I felt.
1: That entire time was on edge because, I, because I, think, I can't tell if there was music at all. But something was giving me on edge. And well, I, The sound design really does yeah. it does kind of set you on. And either. just the idea of the fact that something is not right here. Mm-hmm. And I think that is best put when they're in the barn. It's a scene yes. in the, the barn. the scene
0: between uh, Bob and Major Warren. Yeah. Where he's like, mm.
1: Because Major notices something about... Because Major knows um, the person who owns the haberdashery.
0: Yeah, so Major's been around
1: for yeah. a while. So he, he's been on this mountain for years. So then he notices a detail that Bob was talking about. Mm-hmm. And like
0: the hats and how Bob is a Mexican.
1: Yeah. Um. So I was like, that's kind of weird. And then I shook it off. And then later in the movie, it became more important. Mm-hmm. And it's that scene was pivotal
0: at this it's moment. Almost, I kind of get the feeling that I wanted to trust all of these people. Yes. like well, I was definitely. like, I really want Bob to just be telling the truth. I wanted to trust so many people in this movie. And we can't trust any no, of them. No, you can't. There's, is...
1: there's no one in this movie that you can truly trust. Exactly. Because even at the end, it does not tie up the final characters. I love the ending. How the, it's ending is, kind of like, the ending it's is... It's up to you. Yeah. Because the ending, it doesn't explain anything
0: and i enjoy how when uh major warren gets into the haberdashery when he finally gets in and he looks around and he immediately knows like all right something's going on here mm-hmm. just kind of like the look It's an excellent acting moment for samuel jackson yeah so my next note i have on here is uh
1: a bit after it's uh it just says silent night uh Silent night was oh really so you've good. jumped ahead a bit yeah Right. Uh, so, what else do you have between the that that? i just saying that's where my next point is.
0: Oh, there's pl- there's the the big the confrontation between um the first one between Warren and the old Confederate General Sanford Smithers, how he's like an asshole, and we figure out that he killed like an entire colored battalion, and then at first, Warren is just gonna shoot him there, right? Mm-hmm. And that's like, we can't do that. There's this is quote from John Ruth. That's the problem with old men. You can kick them down yeah. the stairs, but you can't just shoot them. You can kick them stairs,
1: and the thing is, mm-hmm. you can kick stairs and blame it on an accident, mm-hmm. but you can't just shoot them.
0: Yeah. And how do you feel about Ob? Who is the uh, the state driver? So, I felt like I was missing something from him right. because I had. I don't believe he
1: counts as one of the hateful eight. Mm-mm. Because I was reading the captions. I had the captions ah, on, good. and Ob like shows up. Where like it it's the only character that shows up as O b it's interesting
0: because we never hear his
1: name, no ever, so I don't know where o b comes from. I don't know because because I was thinking about it I was like I don't see any carriage driver connection to it, mm-hmm. so this o b character is obviously like concrete
0: because both the characters call him that, and again, can't trust the character well the either. thing is it's like we don't even know maybe o b was in on some aspect of it. 'Cause for a second I thought O B was the leader of the ending I mean, group. Maybe.
1: I for a second I was like but then I realized they didn't look like them. Right. But still it's a detail that like I you can't trust anybody in this movie. Yes. Yeah. So Every-
0: presumably OB is just like a innocent who unfortunately dies. But like even then we can't trust anyone and maybe he yeah. was going to he's a crazed lunatic and he was gonna kill everyone. Yeah. This unrelated. <laughs> How do you feel about? So when we figure out the letters a lie, and Sam Jackson is like, "That well, they got me on the stagecoach, didn't they?" You know.
1: Yeah, that that
0: Which... moment,
1: that line about it got me on stagecoach mm-hmm. made me think about every single character in there. Yeah. Because he, the letters, what got him on stagecoach, then the sheriff, that line got him on stagecoach as well. Mm-hmm. All these people, they said something and it made him trust them instantly. Yes. The um the uh. What's the name for the job with the gallows or whatever? Oh, the hangman the hangman, yeah, mm-hmm. with him said he was the hangman instantly believed him yeah. it was all the it was all it's a racism these, yeah,
0: it's all these things that they used well, to then, gain trust not everyone believes everyone right yeah, uh, everyone in this movie is trying to deceive people to gain an advantage so but yeah that
1: that line that that was the moment in the movie that I was watching I was like, oh my God, I need to think about. Mm-hmm. All these people's motives, because yes. his motive wasn't
0: telling the truth. It was getting on there to get out of the snow. Yeah. And really, that's what everyone's doing. They're not. They're not. Their goal isn't to tell the truth. That's not their purpose. Mm-hmm. It's to get what they want, and they will do. They'll tell any. They'll say anything to get what they want. Yeah. They'll, yeah. And what's your next note, Jackson? Let's talk about that silent night scene. There. Okay, that's a fantastic bit of acting with both of them. I love that scene. Just I, the way it builds tension if and then I explodes.
1: Had, if I had to pick a favorite scene, that Silent Night nice scene. So a bit of back, a bit, a bit of... Yeah, um, we can get yeah. To provide some context. So Bob
0: goes to a piano and he begins playing uh, Silent Night on the piano. And while this happens, Major Warren takes a bowl of stew over to the general because, um, should I talk about the extended edition now or later?
1: Yeah, I haven't seen the, I didn't see the extended edition, so yeah. Do you want to save ahead.
0: that for now or later? Uh, Probably later, actually. All right, then. So anyway, there is this bit where he's like, I'm not going to eat with... And he says something different. I'll just say an African-American. There's a lot of that in this movie. A lot of the specific word. It's very. That's a very Tarantino movement also, where it's like... Mm. Pretty. That's a discussion on its own. That's yeah, a separate of discussion very, that we are not having. Very liberal podcast. use of that word. Uh, anyway, so he's like, I'm not going to eat with him. And then he brings the bowl over, and it's like, they have this scene... Where he like is kind of he basically says he he's telling the story of how he killed this person how yeah. he killed the general's son
1: because because remember the, the supposedly the general is there to bury his son yes and um I have a quote from him that really got me was when Samuel Jackson or Major said the day he met me just the way that he said it well was, it's,
0: it's super interesting how the dialogue subtly foreshadows it because if you're really paying attention when they're in the stagecoach talking about his bounty originally he's like they're all looking for fortune but all they find is me when we first learn about his dead son the general's like my son came here looking for fortune well Mm -hmm. (laughs) Uh? if you're paying close attention that's when you can kind of connect the dots and be like oh shit he (laughs) yeah so
1: he was one of the bushwhackers the silent night scene basically it's it's when major is telling this general that like he killed his son and he's so descriptive with it and just samuel jackson's acting in this scene is amazing it's It's fantastic and just the music in the background because ever so often bob will just mess up mm -hmm. and it and it's so jarring because it rips you from the scene and brings you back to this and it was like oh my god that's still happening he plays it again and, it, it's, and when he plays it, it like slowly, slowly brings you
0: back mm-hmm. and then it rips you right back out and it's just a, it's, and then the music cuts out yes and, it's, and then you have this moment of tension and then Samuel Jackson keeps going he keeps pushing and then eventually he gets to the point where uh, General reaches for his gun and he's going to shoot him and then and it's, it's over Major the second he reaches for that gun he's dead
1: because again Major's only purpose in that scenario was to kill him Because he had the entire thing planned out. Because as soon as you grabbed it,
0: instantly pulled down, Instantly. Now here's my question for you. So we have one motive for Warren to want to kill him. Because he killed that entire colored battalion in the Battle of Baton Rouge. So that's one reason. And do you think that he was telling the truth about killing his son? Because it's entirely possible that he just kind of knew about it. And then he's like, I know how I can get this guy... I, I know how I can kill him without any consequences, you know? So So maybe he just didn't. I think the whole
1: thing with that is, again, we won't we cannot know for sure. But I he, really enjoy that aspect yeah, of it. Yeah, I love that like, aspect of it. There's really
0: nothing confirmed.
1: He places the gun next to him, which leads me to believe that he's fabricating all of this. Because he put the gun there specifically to make him angry.
0: Mm-hmm. So that he
1: backs away. And then starts just rattling off what he did to yeah. his son.
0: And honestly, the story of how he made him walk for miles, and then he made his naked son like suck Samuel Jackson's dick in like the frozen snow. So, uh, yeah, uh, <laughs> I really hope that the people that <laughs> under I told, I told the watch actually did watch this. If you didn't, uh, I mean, thanks for listening. But you. But missed this would out. make a whole lot more sense. if yeah. you Yeah.
1: So Samuel Jackson uh, makes. Uh, the general's son. Yeah. Sucked so him what off.
0: happened was the general's son had gone to con- collect the Confederacy bounty on Samuel Jackson, but all he found was Samuel Jackson, mm-hmm. and you're not gonna beat him. So. So then. He get he gets the upper hand. The son is like pleading for his life. It was cold, and he forces his son to strip down, and walks for miles. Yes. And before he kills him, the son begs for a blanket. He he doesn't give him a blanket. He not at all. Um, and just, Samuel Jackson's acting in this specific moment as well, just like the maniacal laughter. Honestly, it I got the feeling where I was like, this is not the good guy. Uh-uh. There's no good guy I was, in this I scenario. Was hearing this. I was like, that's not, he's- I hate the general, he's a racist asshole, but Samuel Jackson is I can't root for him either. I can't root for anyone in this no, movie. No, there's no one in this movie that you can root for, especially at the ending. At the yes. end, there's
1: no one you can root for because everyone has done something wrong. In this situation, it's nobody is people. good. Everyone in that room is a terrible person, and just
0: kind of way build, just the way the scene builds tension is yeah. fantastic. Just
1: the it? the music was so subtle, yet it's such an important aspect of the scene. And then, um, yep, the ending of the Silent Night, Silent Night scene, like the music stops, and just the tension in the room.
0: I, oh, yes. so I do agree with you that he probably fabricated the story. Be, it just especially like the vulgarity of it, like. It's entirely possible he made him suck his dick, but it's like that's probably what I would have said just to drive someone over the Yeah, cuz it seems
1: like someone that like you would say just to make someone like aggravate So we could have done it. Yeah.
0: It's All could, of this could have happened, but it's really possible It's he just could've. a hint where it's like mm, maybe not, you know. Um My next detail is about the Damager's got a secret. Yes, Damager's got a secret, and that's going back the narrator doesn't even say her name right. So Yeah. Hey.
1: So the narrator, okay. In this specific scene is one gripe I had. The narrator I think is important, but mm-hmm. they also in this scene was the first time we met the narrator in this yeah. case, and it and was. I think this is the only other. Sen- this is the only scene with him. this one, and then the ending. There's only two parts with the narrator in because mm-hmm. you watched the edition, right? I watched both because I'm I'm a committed boy, so yeah. I've I watched a lot of hateful lately recently. Yeah. so I watched this, the original one, and like the narrator was like it just came in at this scene and I was like, that's weird. You could have showed that a bit better because he's basically just describing what happened, which is, yeah. I guess is cool.
0: Well, I the narrator delivers one of my favorite scene, favorite lines. Um, yeah. Here it is. While Major Warren was captivating the crowd with tales of black dicks and white mouth. hey. <laughs> I- that's a, a That's a good line. It is a good line. It's a good line. But I, I don't know. Like I,
1: I liked it, but it, at, originally I was like, that is really drying. That was really weird. Because
0: I, I can see how you see that. Yeah, yeah.
1: but I, it was also an important detail. But basically what this... Because the movie is in chapters. I believe it's five mm-hmm. chapters. And this is chapter
0: four? I want to say. Well, there might be six or seven. Because it's okay. close to eight, but it's not quite eight. So this, this chapter is basically it... It was after
1: Silent Night, and basically, someone it, has poisoned the coffee while uh, yeah. Warren is doing his whole thing with Smith. So we don't know who it is, and
0: I don't think we st- we. Well, again, we don't know. We for still sure. do we not know. Kind of, it's very closely. We can be kind of confident it was Joe Gage, but even then, it's probably There's some n- member of the gang. Yeah. So what this
1: does is this scene displays that. Uh, Dermge, you saw that someone poisoned it, yes. and um, oh, how did you like the uh, Dermge song? I, I liked it a lot. and I was, I was waiting because I knew she was gonna bring up the poison at some point. Okay, and that I, that I, final I, verse. The final verse was telling her t- was telling the guy who was like, "Hey, you're
0: going to die." And uh, just I don't know. Everyone kind of has a moment where you root for them, mm-hmm. maybe <laughs> excluding Smithers because I fucking hate Smithers. He's such an ass. And but like even. Look, John Ruth is an asshole. He's a terrible person. Mm-hmm. He like it's just some of the moments. Like it's very like you can cringe just because like when he like whacks the pistol butt against her head. It's like, mm, you are not the good guy here. You are not a good person. And so you do get the feeling like after all the abuse she's taken from him, I do kind of get a good feeling just watching. Or just be like, oh, fuck, yeah, this guy's going to die. Fin- finally content yeah. with it. Um, so you kind of get a nice feeling from the I
1: I pulled up the, the characters list so I can... Oh, there we are. Yeah, yes. so we're good now. Because um, I'm a very visual person.
0: Um, We've got some nice pictures there as well. Yeah. That's very nice. So... I feel like Kurt Russell, he did a good job with this, but there are also a little bit some corny line deliveries, you know? Yeah.
1: He, he seemed like some of his lines were comedic. Okay, so... Major Maybe Warren it was
0: just because he was such an ass
1: like, Major Warren had some really funny lines. Just He at, probably is the
0: funniest lines in the movie. Um while John Ruth I should have written down some more of him, but like yeah. remember I might be getting ahead of myself, but like he's the bit where he's like, You better shit out like another pistol. Yeah. <laughs> Oh and uh, then there's the bit where it's like, oh you that, be- you believe in Jesus now, but you're gonna meet Jesus in a few seconds. That second pistol bit like made me laugh out loud. When I was watching there are it. some moments where you will laugh out loud at this. Okay, so
1: um yeah, so my next note I have about uh it was there was this, there was a specific cinematography shot that I noticed mm. where it was around the end where they were they basically got everyone along the wall and they were like interviewing them. Yeah. And it was
0: between um well may- let's go back to the coffee for a 2nd i'm sorry if i've no no, no on, yeah no but, go ahead um so the coffee is poisoned mm-hmm. presumably don knows and presumably the other gang members know but even then maybe not and maybe it wasn't even a gang member yeah also, we want to get really crazy i, I do want to
1: say the poison is very that that's like alarming that's
0: such a quentin tarantino poison like the way he uses blood in his movies so Super over the top.
1: I expected maybe they pass out. Maybe they maybe they vomit enough. The no,
0: they in are, the movie they they blood.
1: vomit blood. They vomit blood everywhere. It's a mess. And it's not like vomit blood then die. They vomit blood for a long time.
0: But someone gets blood vomited onto them. And
1: then oh yeah, and funny thing. So yeah, uh, blood gets vomited onto Daisy, yes. and it's on her face for the entire rest of the movie. I enjoy that continuity. Yeah, like, I I do like it. She's drenched in blood. The entire she gets
0: so much blood on her. And, and several different people's blood as well. And
1: also, Daisy, just she she's uh, handcuffed to, okay, uh, so John Ruth mm-hmm. is, gets poisoned, and he's doing in the blood, and she's still handcuffed to... Well,
0: it's so interesting seeing her, like, panic, like, when she's putting the handcuffs back on, because she's like, fuck, I'm about to be handcuffed to a dead man in, like, two minutes. Yeah,
1: because she knows. But during the entire rest of the movie, she's, she's on the floor with mm-hmm. John at that point, because she's handcuffed to this dead body, and she doesn't have the, much of the strength to pull it later in the movie. Um, <laughs> don't try to spoil anything.
0: Um, no, we're past spoilers, Yeah. Yeah. sure. Uh, if you haven't seen it yet, please watch it. Please. I don't want to spoil the ending. The ending is so good. I, I, we've ruined this movie already, but... At
1: this point, we've ruined a bit, but there's still more we can ruin. There's plenty more. Yeah. So, the close-up with Senior Bob mm-hmm. and... um, I didn't say senior. That's, that's not what I meant. Well, senor! Senor. Uh, with Senor Bob and uh, with Major... There's a part where they're talking to them and they're really close Oh, up. they're very close, yes. Yeah, and the light from behind them was such a good shot. There's some beautiful shots. I loved it shows. so much. And just, and Major just... The, the way whole he,
0: whodunit poison scene is fantastic.
1: Yes, it's so
0: good. Anyway. And then... It's it's enjoyable how it's slowly building tension from the very beginning of the movie. And mm-hmm. then I would say after Smithers' is shot, shit goes crazy, mm-hmm. right? It's just like, beyond that, it's like, this is just not... Yeah. This is so gonna go... my my next one is about the slow
1: the slow motion scene which uh I don't know if oh, you have any notes yes. before that. If you have any notes before that
0: at all. Um let's see. I've got a ton of notes because I also went through the extended editions as mm-hmm. well. So just from my original viewing, no, I don't believe so. Okay.
1: So then I believe the slow-mo scene is when the when he gets shot from the floor, correct? He, uh... Is that when it starts?
0: Yes, so yeah. that's when we discover that so, Channing Tatum has been hiding under the yeah. floors. Yeah,
1: so this was, my mouth was like gaping at this moment. I was so shocked. So then during the entire movie, there's someone hiding under the floor, yes. waiting,
0: and he shoots up from the floor and... Oh, it's fun. So what he says is, adios to los huevos, G- goodbye to your eggs. Yeah, and he
1: <laughs> shoots Major Warren in the nuts From the floor. And I was like, oh, my God. So basically this entire scene is in slow motion most of the time.
0: Yes. So it just gets even more crazy from there. Major Warren's down. Oswaldo Mowbray pulls out a pistol. I haven't talked about Oswaldo much, but he's a fun character to watch.
1: Yeah. So fun fact, nearly everybody in that room was part of the gang. So at this moment, he gets shot everyone pulls out a gun and then aims it at major and i was like
0: okay yeah, maybe well, one Mowbray of them will shoot uh manix and i was like okay manix shoots Mowbray. maybe maybe one of them is part of the gang
1: nearly everybody in the room and i was so shocked and i loved every second oh, of it it's so much this is just fun the movie is so interesting with his characters and i mm-hmm. loved
0: every second of it yes and once we figure out who's in the gang mm-hmm. Uh, we time jump back to earlier that morning. Yeah, and we see a stagecoach pull up. Oh it's really fun just seeing this build up. Yes. like we see um, a, a set of some sets of boots. They play like the main theme of the Hateful Eight, and these people are walking in. And then um, Minnie, we are introduced to Minnie, and she's like, "All right, take your mask off and let's see some names and faces." And then, and then we, we hear it and we see these characters. And it's like, oh, you're in the gang. They pull. And, oh, it's you too. They pull like,
1: down the masks. And I think the the order of them is amazing yes. because the I order, believe it,
0: that's the order that they were, were kind of introduced. Yes, yeah, the order, like the progress of. It's like, oh my
1: god, they're all in the gang. Yes.
0: and then and that's when we meet Channing
1: Tatum as well. Yeah. So, basically, I'm gonna go because I have a really good note. Um. Oh. there was a part where uh, Major found a jelly bee on the floor. And I was like, that's kind of yes. weird.
0: It was strange, and I would have almost guessed that they wouldn't have gone back to it. Yeah. Especially since they, you forget about mm-hmm. it. And then basically what happens is uh, later uh,
1: when they're all in the room, they kill everybody in the room. And, yes, they kill yeah. a lot of people. So
0: then, There's a, a, I want to go back. Um, Oswaldo Mowbray asks one of the uh, employees of the haberdashery uh, are you the jelly bean salesman around here yeah that's a good line you, you could use that with yeah. something i'm sure you probably could so
1: she comes a ladder and takes this big glass of jelly beans and then mm-hmm. you know they shoot each other yes. and they drop it several and people The die. jelly beans go all over the floor which is that detail but a bit after there's a certain moment that i love it was at the end of this time jump mm-hmm. where is so, it where
0: Joe Gage hunts down the they won?
1: Well, no, no. Uh, it, so during the during the movie, mm-hmm. in this haberdashery, the door's broken. Oh, yes, the, yes, yes. The, the
0: door is really messed up. That's so a you, big... It's kind of... Earlier in the film, it's very prevalent where it's, it's like... It's a weird detail. to kick down the door.
1: It's a weird detail yeah. that is so important at the end of this scene. Because at the end, they have... You gotta kick the door down. And then when they kick the door, the time cut ends. And I don't know what about it. I think it was just the way it ended, right when they kicked the door down. It was so smooth. And there was a pause between the chapters, like a, mm-hmm. like a really long pause, just like you sitting there and going, oh, my God, that just happened in front of my eyes. Because
0: mm-hmm. basically at that moment... Because they... it jumps right back. All right, so what happens, um, the gang shows up, and they're like, all right, John Ruth and Minnie are going to be here, and we've got to be ready for that. So they kill everyone in the haberdashery, and they prepare a trap for John Ruth. And... So they they wait and then when he gets there, like they're all together and they're like, "All right, you guys ready for this?" And then, it jumps right back to earlier in the movie when John Ruth arrives. So we see the other perspective of like the people and yeah, the and, and like
1: you can hear the the dialogue from the beginning of the movie, yeah, which is fun, which is so nice. And then they 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 say, "You gotta kick the door down," which is from before, and it was yes. that callback. And then when I,
0: when I heard the door kick, it shut down. It was off. Oh, that's, and I was very like, that's, fun. that's so good. I think it was interesting. Going back to, like, just people deceiving other people. Um, so Jody pretends, like, he's he's flirting a bit with Minnie, right? And he's pretending to be very kind with her. And then at the end, like, he, when he's talking with Smithers, like, trying to convince him. Smithers is just kind of caught up in this shit, you know? Yeah, Smithers he's not at attached end. to anyone. He's just this asshole who happened to be in the haberdashery the wrong day. Yeah, Smithers has uh, no form of, like, criminal motive
1: It's it's only like race. Yeah, it's
0: just racism motivates him. Yeah, (laughs) but he's just caught up in this
1: whole thing because then he's
0: caught up in it and Jody's like, all right, look, you're either going to die right now or shut up and let me do my thing, get free my sister, and you'll live. And maybe it was just to like, just kind of appeal to his racism, but he's very racist towards the people that he's just killed. Mm -hmm. And it's like, oh. um.
1: Next note was about the second pistol, just because that made me laugh so much. Oh yeah, that's very good. My last note, mm-hmm. uh, it's all in caps because I was so excited, was the poured coffee detail. This this takes a bit of time to explain. Okay, so, let's hear it. At the end of the movie, um, basically, I gotta get the characters list for me going. Um, so we have uh, if we have Chris Mannix and uh, Major Warren. Yeah, th- so we've whittled both, yeah. So they're both down our cast. Yeah. So they're both Heavily injured, and everyone's dead except uh, them and Daisy. Yes. And basically, they're heavily injured, and um, Major Warren is out of bullets, so he can't mm-hmm. kill Daisy. So the only person that has power over Daisy is Chris Mannix. Yeah. So at this moment, uh, I was because I didn't know what was going to happen because he couldn't kill. He couldn't kill Daisy. Yeah. So then Chris Mannix, I think goes unconscious from his wounds but he goes unconscious
0: for a very long time Mm -hmm. at this point and there's this crazy moment where it's like Minnie will she like struggles and drags John's body over to where she can reach a saw and she starts hacking John Ruth's arm off it is so and then Major
1: Warren this could have ended badly for him but instead of trying to do something he kept shouting at Chris Max to get up but eventually he got up and at this point you start to see, you get to you see Chris's face, and you're noticing because Daisy's pleading mm. to have Chris join them. Yeah,
0: well, so the deal that she offers yeah. is like, go ahead. Well, eventually, it's kind of wheeled down, but so it's like back look. on
1: my note about the bounties, because everyone in here now ha- has bounties on them. Yeah. So Daisy's offering these bounties to Chris, mm-hmm. like it's a lot of money, and you can see on Chris's face, him like listening, like actually listening, and it was worrying because I was like, is this gonna end? With Major dying. So then, um, Daisy uh, is on the, you know, Daisy's there, uh, and then Chris says something, and he basically doesn't believe her at all, because with the poisoned coffee, uh, Chris was going to pour himself a cup. Yes. And Daisy said nothing, Mm -hmm. which meant that Daisy didn't care about Chris at all. Yes. So So
0: no one can be trusted. So at that
1: point, because I was like, oh, Chris is... Chris is going to drink it so he didn't poison it. Mm-hmm. So then that detail at that point was the deciding factor that either uh, Major Warren was going to be killed by Daisy or not. Yeah. And basically then at the end of the movie, uh, everyone is dead. They hang Daisy yeah, in just the most gruesome bad. way possible. And then... You
0: have to hang mean bastards is the quote.
1: Yeah. And then Major Warren and uh, Chris Mannix are laying down, and there's this moment of just silence as they're basically dying mm-hmm. because they've ha- they've been shot and they've been injured, and they've-, they've shot a while, so there's a lot of blood as well. They lose a lot of blood. So basically then Chris Mannix uh, around the end says, hey, did you get his attention? And the small detail I noticed was like Major Warren got startled by it. He was mm-hmm. like, he thought someone like made it walked in or something, but he asked for the Lincoln letter to read yes. Um, which is, we still believe is fake Yeah and then this is the first time we actually hear the letter Yeah so he actually reads it out as they die mm-hmm. Which is interesting So then there is a moment Where after they read it They kind of just close their eyes mm-hmm. And then it's a fade out I love the song they choose for the yeah, end it shows, it, that was, um, And the captions it shows the title And I was like that fits I forget the title I forget the exact title
0: Of the movie? No of, of the song Of the song at the end? Oh, that's a good question. I know it's a song. It was written for, like, this old Western. Let me get it real fast. All right, all right, all right. Uh, what else can we... Yes. Yeah. So actually, oh, um, it's how called... did you feel when got Channing Tatum's head just explodes? Yeah. So... I was not expecting that in my first viewing, you know? Uh, the... So he, he comes up, <laughs> right, and there's this reveal, I think partially showing off, that like, look at who we got. Look at the actor we have. Yeah. And it's, it's like... There's a reunion between sister and brother. They're like, oh man, this isn't a good situation, but at least you're here. And then Warren shoots him in the back of the head and he's boom. boom, He's out. Everywhere. So I got the title of the song.
1: So I love this choice because, and the captions, it shows the title of the song. Mm-hmm. So it fades out and then it says the song. And it's, the song's called There Won't Be Many Coming Home. Oh, uh, yeah. And that's such a good title for this ending part. That because, is a good song. Because they're not leaving. They mm-hmm. can't leave. And they're going to die there. Yes. But oh my God. That was such a good movie. Mm-hmm. Just entirely just the whole idea of the fact that no one in that room can be trusted at all. Absolutely. And no uh, evidence is can be trusted. Like th- th- mm-hmm. that entire flashback thing. That could be. Well honestly, fun. thinking about it, it could've been fake, you know. It could have entirely been fake. You know. It's just a fun movie to think about as well. It's just the entire thing about just every detail that yeah. could be, could be, fa- could have been fabricated. It, you know, it could be true. Mm-hmm. You know, we we do not know if Chef Mannix was going to be a sheriff because he didn't have a badge. He was going to the town to be. That would be an
0: interesting. Yeah. Thing. Um, so I've I've been a bit of a Hateful Eight fanatic lately, and um, so I watched the original movie, mm-hmm. and then what I've done is uh, in two thousand nineteen. Netflix kind of released um, a sort of an extended edition. Yeah, I saw that when I was browsing. Yeah. And it's a bit confu—they're a bit confusing with their words because mm-hmm. it isn't really because they say there's like 20 minutes of footage. A lot of that is the intro because okay. they play the intro for every episode, right? And the mm-hmm. credits. I love the intro. You know, the bit where where it's zooming around the cross and then yeah, goes to the wagon? yeah, that's fantastic. Um, you never skip that. You know, mm-hmm. watch that every time. Every and, time the extended like scenes um it's basically just the extended edition they went when they had it was like a road show mm-hmm. and it's really like 30 seconds a bit you know it's really not that much it just kind of delves deeper into the characters like a little bit you know mm-hmm. so just some examples um is the, this bit is s- the narrator more prominent in this kind of uh, no not oh, at all okay uh, I think the first scene uh, Sam Jackson is like haggling with Obi about how much he'll pay him to help him bring his bounties on the top mm-hmm. of the wagon mm-hmm. which is fine uh, yeah do you know him like when Mannix shows up and he's like are you in cahoots with this guy and It's he's like yeah. no I'm not it's just about 30 seconds usually. just just the dialogue in the movie is, is
1: great because you know because it reveals so much about their character mm-hmm. just with their
0: dialogue it's amazing mhm um, Looks to be deceiving. So apparently that was a very prevalent quote. I wrote. It's a very prevalent. Uh, it's not really a haberdashery. It is something that Manix realizes. I believe a haberdashery is sort of kind of like almost for like sewing. I want to say. You know what? I'll give I, that. I thought I'll it was a. Good. I thought
1: it was a store. Yeah. Mainly because of uh the, There's a John Mulaney bit where he's talking about
0: the um, the J. J. Bitten. Okay, binder. so it's uh, men's clothing and accessories. Yeah, yeah, so, like close even, enough. Even the title of the location that they're yeah, in—it's not true. Really
1: true, the ha- it, it's not a ha- actually at all. It, the best way of describing it is like a like a
0: cafe, I guess, mm-hmm. and that's and that's barely a cafe, like cause it's was, sort of like a general store slash almost lodge. Yeah, it, I, I think a lodge like would a be like a stagecoach best. stop, really, because yeah. it feels like someone's house, mm-hmm. which it really is. And some I have a question. That's kind of interesting. Do you reckon maybe Chris Mannix, maybe he isn't the sheriff. Maybe he was coming to. Maybe not get the bounty for Warren because the Confederacy is no no more. This is post Civil War, so. But maybe, do you think, that's a possibility? I suppose. About the whole sheriff thing, I I really
1: can't be sure, because there's yeah, no you, there's no evidence the either way. Yeah. There's no definitive evidence either way. Mm-hmm. The only thing we can go off of is his word. And his word was saying that, hey, I'm the sheriff. Mm-hmm. And even the characters didn't really believe him at that point. Yeah. Um, because of, like, his family not being very lawful. Yeah. Um, but I personally, the... Yeah, I... Hmm. You don't think so? No because if he was like a lob I think he probably would have killed major Warren I I think he was the
0: sheriff to be honest
1: okay yeah because because if he because yeah because if he was he would have probably killed both major Warren and the game because major Warren is not a good person he well, from what we from what we've heard and and from what we've seen in the room
0: from what he's done. He's killed a lot of people. Well, there are no good people. Yeah, there's no good people because he's he, like, he, even Chris Mannix. By the end, I don't know. He was, be, he was he grew on me a little bit, but he's still not a. He's a racist. he dude, fought for the Confederacy. Yeah, he's yeah,
1: um, because one of Daisy's like biggest things was the fact that you know that he's part of the Confederacy and it was kind of like a training thing. Yeah. And. I don't know. Like with Chris, you can't be sure. Like I think he might have been the sheriff. Yeah. Um, but there's
0: really no way to know. Yeah. Th- there's no definitive uh, way. In no. the stagecoach, I like the way Chris says. Um, it seems like you're reading a lot of newspapers, and I like the way he says Washington D.C. Washington D.C. Very fun. Um, Chris's dialogue is just fun and gentle sometimes. Absolutely. I love just like the southern noises he makes, like woo hoo, you know. It's just just loving bushwhacker. It's good. We need to make a tally mark for every
1: bushwhacker. That's said,
0: Yeah? Yeah. That'd be a long list, wouldn't it? would be. Uh, what else do we have? There's this bit um, where Obi takes out the bodies and stashes them in the snow. Mm-hmm. That's another. This chicken shenanigans where it's like, this chicken's half plucked. You didn't pluck the whole thing. Uh oh. Finish. Because it's bad luck or mm-hmm. something. Um, I think that. You can kind of see the scene where Smithers realizes, like, who's killed his son, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, when there's this bit where, I don't know if this was in the original cut, where Mannix is talking with Smithers, and he's like, uh, look, this this guy, he's the guy that had the $30,000 bounty on his head. And if Mannix knew that that was what his son was going to do, then then he definitely would have known that that man killed his son. Mm-hmm. But maybe he didn't kill a son. Maybe. Or maybe he did and he didn't... It wasn't as graphic. I don't know. Maybe he just shot him and was like, let's tell a story. This entire movie is just the fact that, like, you Mm. cannot be sure of a lot of things. There's another scene, um, a a much more extended bit, where uh, John Ruth collects all the guns and he's like, you can't be having this. He, like, smashes a shotgun against the fireplace. Oh, yeah. That's it. It was cool, but it was like... a lot of this is uh, just small just general, details, small stuff. So, who do you think poisoned the coffee? Actually,
1: I don't really have any. It's evidence. likely to be
0: Joe Gage, but like maybe there's some other crazy
1: idea you have. I don't have any crazy ideas for it because the fact that the fact of the matter is, I I,
0: I have no clue. Because like about oh, any we, of it, we know for a fact wasn't Daisy, wasn't John, it wasn't Ob because those two died. It mm-hmm. wasn't um, Smithers. It wasn't Samuel Jackson. It wasn't Warren. And it wasn't uh, Mannix, right? Mm. So the only couple left are Bob and Joe Gage and Oswaldo, right? Why oh, don't we watch the movie? Because it's Bob's. Movie. Well, no, I want to watch. Bob, Bob's on the piano, so it couldn't have been him. Yo, no, yeah, he was so so actually on the piano, yeah. I guess it would have had to have been mm-hmm. Joe Gage because Oswaldo was sitting at the table, I believe. But maybe not. Th- thinking about I'm trying to think about it. I'm almost certain he Yeah So it's uh, it's it really could have only been those two, but even then I don't know. Mm. Cause we can't trust anyone. And also I forget the guy's name, who's who's un- under the floor. Oh I no, but they would have noticed if he yeah, come yeah, out. They probably yeah, Jody Domingue. Yeah. Uh it's just really good at building tension, isn't it? Yeah. There's this bit where they know. talk more about coffee, like they're like all right, well, who made the coffee? And it's like, well, John Ruth did, and, and, he's, dead. <laughs> and he's dead. And he's dead. It's like, who made the first pot? And it's like, Bob. It's like, was it good? And it's like, it was terrible. It was, it was awful. <laughs> yeah, the, they, but they then they talk. then and they he... talk about, like, all the other gang members are like, no, I thought it was all right. And it's like, are they telling the truth? <laughs> who knows? Mm. They're very mean to Obi, to be honest. Like, Yeah. Especially Ruth, where he's like, fucking take care of these guns, man. I kind of trust you. And, and Obi... Like, and Obi just can't do anything about it. They can't go, mm. I, I don't know. Looking Obi- back, John, a... John Ruth is such an asshole. Yeah, I, I,
1: Obi, I. Obi, you I think, I think. Obi is an interesting character on its own mm-hmm. because he has nothing to him in the movie. All he is is just. You know, that character that is just there. There's not much to him, I suppose. No,
0: there isn't much to him at all. I want to double check something. I believe the song is called Botany Bay. Yeah. So that's the folk song that. Um, so that's a folk song about a uh, convict uh, from London who was sent to Australia. So it's an Australian folk song. Uh, mm-hmm. And it that kind of ties in, I suppose. I guess so, yeah. About the whole criminal aspect. Mm hmm. Yes. And then it ends. Oh, the guitar. I don't think I mentioned this, but that was a. I want to. Maybe it was from the 1800s. It was a very old guitar on loan from a museum, is what they used. And what they were going to do was they were going to swap it out with a fake one, right? Uh-huh. But, uh huh. But no one told uh, Kurt Russell <gasps> that 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 was the real guitar in that take. So when he smashes it, he smashes the real guitar. <laughs> Yeah, so so in the movie, Kurt like
1: smashes the guitar after music time over. Yeah, so th- that's an actual line.
0: Yes, that was the oh my god, that was the guitar. Oh and, no, and it's unlikely that that museum will be At, will lo- ever get... loaning any guitars to any film company ever. I, I wonder what special about that guitar. I wonder what it was. It that was guitar. really old. It wasn't an... it. Really, it was very expensive as well. Oh, okay. Well, okay, almost must feel bad about that. <laughs> I do feel bad, but and also they kept that shot in. Yeah, which I'm glad they do. I like when they, when like really awful things like that happen, but they keep it in just because it's like, well, it happened, and, I mean, it you, feels you could redo it. You know, like Part of her reaction, mm-hmm. she, uh, Daisy like stays in character most of it. I'd mm-hmm. time, so yeah, I'd say. Jennifer Jason Lee has a very good performance here. Mm-hmm. I haven't talked about that that much. Everyone does a good job. We yeah. haven't talked about it as well. Every though. character is really yes. good. Even Bob. Bob is like a really, yeah. like. He... <sighs> I really like just like this really smooth and slick kind of, um, just character that he plays mm-hmm. in, in the flashback, like that's who he actually is. Like he's this cool outlaw. Yeah, so that's who he is. But like he's playing a different person when everyone else does. Um, it's too bad they killed Six Horse Judy. I liked her. Mm. She's from Auckland, New Zealand. Auckland, New Zealand. Also, uh the way it's implied that it's much more difficult to drive a six-horse team, but yeah. as as IMDB trivia has stated, it's pretty it's a lot easier than like a two-horse team. Yeah. So now you know, you know? If you ever have Quentin to. Tarantino, look at you. Uh-oh. Yeah. I was, what's your next note over there? I Jeff? can't even read that. I Uh-oh. I doubt That they actually had 15 gang members. What do you think? So what happens in a bit of a showdown when they're like, Mannix is like, why don't I just kill all of you and get all your bounties? And Jody's like, you know, Daisy is like, look, we've got 15 more people in Red Rock who will burn the town down and kill you. It's like, probably not. mm -mm. It's possible. It's
1: entirely possible, but also what Red Rock is spoken about like it's a big town.
0: I think so, but which, also which you can't. Just looking at the sure. the locale, it could just be a really small mining town. Yeah, because you know? it's so, Wyoming. Yeah, even so, now Wyoming is pretty sparsely populated. In
1: my head, I was imagining it as a big city. I was like, they can't bring down an entire city like that. And well, I was maybe. Like, I was like, also, it's a weird how she brought it up just then. Yes. She brought it up just at that moment when she realized that she was gonna die. She brought up it. Mm-hmm. So no, I, I don't think there was fifteen.
0: Anyway. Do you have any like closing thoughts for this? I'd say uh, it was
1: it was a good movie in general. Like, it was a good movie.
0: I would like more of it. <laughs> yes, more good movies, please. More more more, more of the good the films, good, please. Yes, I I just enjoy just the whole general idea of just keeping people at a disadvantage by deceiving them. Yeah, the, just to get like an upper
1: hand. The whole like deceiving aspect of the movie is really good. It's really well done as mm-hmm. well. And then some of like the mo- like some of the tense moments, the silent night scene, is. My my favorite scene in that entire movie, because it's so tense. Because yes, uh, speaking, of, I was about. I wanted to talk about this. I was when I was driving here. I want to talk about this specifically. I'm a sucker for when movies use like, like a regular music, in like tense moments. Mm-hmm. Like um, uh, specifically from Stranger Things, uh, mm-hmm. they did the end credit scene. They played "We'll Meet Again," and that song is like I think the pinnacle of what they play. Like a really nice song mm-hmm. during a horrifying moment. Oh, that is fun when they yeah. do that often. Yeah. So, for example, uh, for like uh, I talk, I go to this all the time. In the one of the Fallout trailers, they had, I want the world on fire. But oh, I think we've spots. talked about this yeah, before. Yeah. With the zoom out, and what? it's this war-ridden mm-hmm. zone of just like nuclear waste everywhere. Yes. And it's it's the peaceful song with this horrifying imagery, and I'm a sucker for that. So it. when they're playing this like Silent Night, when he's talking about his his son begging for his life. It's such a stark contrast, and it's, I love it's, it
0: every second yeah, of it. It's tough. Good movie. It was such a good movie. Look, Antar, um, you you probably haven't seen it. Um, thanks for listening to this. Yes. Thank yeah. you. It was very fun. I mean, high five for making it through that review, I suppose. Yeah. I, 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 especially if you haven't seen this before.
1: How long was this? Uh, how long was this? You
0: think? Look, there's there's still more content to go. we well, yeah, got movie award. But how long are we going for? a check. Don't even worry about it. Uh it's about an hour. Oh, okay, we're good. We're good. Don't even worry about time. Time. No. Let's do our movie awards now. Okay. This is going to be tough now. Best hair. Okay, who so, had the best hair? So for best hair, are we talking about facial hair or general? Right. Just we could pick we if we need two different people to win the award, we can, but so just in general? Yeah. Okay. Bob um, had some good hair. I think Kurt Russell's mustache was mm. very good. He does like a mustache whip in the uh, stagecoach. Yeah. Um, that one, or maybe Oswald. Uh, Oswald. Ooh, Oswald. Oswald did have some. Oswald Oswaldo Oswald. has some. What's his name? Like British or Thai? T- Tim Roth. No, no. Er, he has a real outlaw name. Oh, no, yeah. I think it was a reference to Inglorious Bastards. Similar, I think. And...
1: <laughs> I'm, I'm a six-horse Judy. I'm just looking at the names.
0: Um, oh, who had the best name? Ooh, best in, name. Including, like, nicknames, I suppose. Um, I think just I uh, like the alliteration of General Sanford Smithers, mm-hmm. but you can't give it to him. We don't give awards to a racist. That's my new policy. I like John the Hangman Ruth. Yeah. Really... Did you know, I'm full of trivia today. I'm just bursting at the Look themes. at you go. Uh, So that was actually the pipe he uses, He's Kurt Russell's, like, personal pipe. And the company, it's an Italian company that made it. Hmm. Um, They actually renamed it to, like, that model to the, like, Italian word for, like, the hangman, which is very cool. That's really nice. All right. What is our...
1: What? Okay, how about we do, like, an award for, like, fashion? Like, the best costume. We do have the best, the coolest outfit. Yeah. coolest outfit. That is going instantly to Major Warren for me. Major Major Warren had a fantastic outfit. His outfit outfit is fantastic. His hat is so cool. Very good. And his duster, that's so good. I love it so much. Mm-hmm. Um, what, what, what's the next award? Or do, you, well, do you agree with me at the Major have, War, or do you have someone else? I agree For with them. you. Yeah, okay. there's some other good ones, yeah, but it's
0: the, like the costumes are in this movie are so good as well. Ah, oh, this fantastic yeah, costuming, they're, isn't it? They are amazing. Man. So What's the next award, Jackson? Well, we haven't picked best hair, have we? I oh, think we Kurt have. Russell. Yeah, pro- probably Kurt Russell yeah it's iconic isn't it he's mm-hmm. got a good outfit everyone has a good outfit look
1: just I saying think, that i think that second outfit. place for outfit for me is oswaldo that's a good one
0: yeah, yeah oswaldo's character design it's just good in general yeah now is the moment we talk about Oswaldo. i feel bad for not talking about him too much but he's like he does hide in the background for most of this he does hide in the background but when he does you you like if you pay attention to him you can notice there's... i do enjoy his monologue about justice Mm -hmm. Uh, the difference between frontier justice and vigil no just proper justice it's like if i had the only difference is really appearances going back to yeah so
1: i think oswaldo is like one of my favorite characters
0: i think my favorite character has to be major warren
1: Mm -hmm. out of all of them but i think second favorite was oswaldo because his whole demeanor um during the thing is so like deceiving Mm-hmm. And
0: it's so interesting to just watch it slowly change. I do love when we first hear him talk, like, in his regular voice. And it's just, it's just like, this super British, like... Mm. Very right. good. What's the next uh, award? Best character. So I'm <sighs> assuming your vote would be Warren. Yeah, pro- probably Major Warren. Mm-hmm. He had such... Should we limit our picks to just the hateful A? Yeah, right. I think that'd be a good idea. Yeah. It's much... Hmm. Best character. Oswaldo is good. Uh. I like John. John's an ass, though, isn't he? Yeah, but I think but I, like, play, I think I new the newest character though. Mm. Mm-hmm. I honestly flaws and all, I do kind of like Chris Mannix. He's not a good person. No, he's not. But he uh, around the it's end, he's a really a good sort character. Of, there's a sort of like naivete to his like racism. Like he mm-hmm. doesn't. Which is inexcusable for and, sure. Yeah, but, but it's like inexcusable. here at the
1: film autopsy, we do not condone like, racism. We're not here for it. No good. Uh, so I'm gonna throw in a new, another award. Oh yes. What is your favorite non? Okay, in this case, non 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 hateful eight. Uh, who's favorite like non main character, character wise? Like Six Horse Judy. I you was know, like, all right. I-, I was probably gonna pick o- OB entirely because of like the mystery of O B. Oh yeah, for me. Where's the Ob movie? Is what you're looking for? Yeah, I want the movie about mm. Ob. I like how Sweet Dave's icon, and this is just the the blood stain on the seat.
0: <laughs> oh, that's fun, isn't it? Um. I do like the Swiny, uh, the Mini and Sweet Dave kind of dynamic. Mhm. Which is interesting because that's not confirmed in like anything really. Mm-mm. Like, uh, one idea was that um sweet dave was like before the civil war was like her master right his Mm -hmm. man yeah but then like as a sort of reparation he set her up with this haberdashery right yeah which possibly i mean i don't know i mean it's not haberdashery are they married i don't know yeah i I thought for a second they're in a relationship and i was like it's kind of weird Mm. i don't know i I think it makes sense that they're married but maybe they're not yeah it's completely possible that they're not how do you get named Sweet Dave, do you think? He's not very nice. Mm-mm, he's not. Uh, pro- probably, like...
1: I mean, there's a lot of candy in that. Oh, films. I'll bet, yeah. Probably that. There you are.
0: There's so many layers. So many layers worst, in the story. Worst character. Oh, worst character. I think Joe Gage is just kind of boring. Joe Gage is... Bo- yeah, okay, yeah. Joe Gage is so boring. He has... I know he's kind of like the stereotypical like rough cowboy, but that's about it.
1: He has no like redeeming qualities in the movie. Everybody has a quality to them. Daisy, it is Well, like... I think he sort of has he's loyal to the gang for sure. Well, no, I I meant like an interesting trait. Oh, yeah. The loyalty is... is not that interesting cuz everybody there is loyal to the gang. Daisy is just the whole criminal aspect that she Oh, Daisy is a fun character. Isn't yeah. She? John, uh Ruth is just how much how mean he
0: is, but also like respect for uh, some respect for the law, and it's understandable why he's like this. yeah, it's not excusable, but it's like, look, it's he could die. It's a
1: tough world, mm-hmm. especially then. Uh, Major Warren, I think, is a good character in in and of itself. Yes. It's pretty easy. Did to Did we give the
0: best character to Major Warren? Ah, uh, yes, we did. Good, 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 good. Next award. Uh the dumbest scene. Oh, the dumbest scene. Hmm. Huh.
1: For some reason, I kind of want to give that to where, if if I, I there's not I'm kind of I'm not really a dumb scene. I'm kind of reaching here, and that was at the end. They had him like they had him chase the person that because they shot someone by the door. Yeah. They like ran behind the building and they came out there to shoot him in the head. And I was like, you yeah, know, I'm just saying, didn't have to do that. I
0: don't, I definitely didn't like the scene, but I appreciated it for whatever. I
1: appreciate it, but if if I had to pick, just one, to really it'd be show
0: how merciless these people are.
1: Yeah. Okay. It's important, but I, fair. I couldn't really think of another one, really.
0: There are many, there are so, so many. let me know what the best surprise was. Best surprise? Yes. Oh, my God. Was it Jody? Was it yes, getting shot? it
1: was under the floor. Because what happens is that there's a camera pan from him on a thing, and you see a, you see a face under the floor. And that moment, there's that, a second, and then he gets shot. It is so fast. And there's so many things happening in that at that time, and it's so surprising, and I loved it mm. so much. Best surprise is I think
0: him under the floor. I have a similar best surprise, mm-hmm. but mine would be when his head is shot when Warren oh, shoots no, yeah, his just head and explodes. Bam! As I wasn't expecting that, in my first Mm-mm. viewing, I was like, "Holy shit!" That's but a yeah. lot. Of, that's a lot of guts. It's mm-hmm. brains. So looking back, my comparison for these two, the extended edition and the original. Mm-hmm. I would say for the first time viewer I should maybe I should have put this up front but like probably if you have just seen the original that's probably the first one that you would watch and if you really like it maybe go for the extended you know but it's apparently also apparently there's not I mean, much in the extended Yes, yeah, but it's much easier to digest if you just do one episode at a time okay so it's really how you consume media you know mm-hmm. if you're the kind of person where it's like I want to set aside one evening and I want to watch this three-hour movie. Or if you're like, I have a spare hour before I do this, I'll watch, you know? Yeah. So it's up to you. Everything's up to you. Did you know that, listener? Fun fact. You have free will. Surprise. But sometimes you do have obligations. Yeah. That's very true. Are you ready for mail, mail? It's time for mail. I am
1: ready for the one email mail. Here's we where
0: we read your emails live on air. Remember, you can always email in at Film Boys and... That's at gmail.com, by the way. And we'll read it out. We don't use Yahoo here. But we don't have the budget. I spit This is Yahoo. from Nathan Curry. Nathan Curry. Would you rather... This is a Twilight Would You Rather. Oh. Would you rather be a vampire or a werewolf? Hmm. If you had to, would you rather listen to Bella talk about her love life for an hour with no breaks? Oh, these are a couple different ones, aren't they? Well, Okay, let's one do one the first one then. I do not, I don't feel
1: like uh, constantly changing uh, to a dog when the full moon happens. So I'm going to probably stick with vampire, because, um, I don't know, those vampires are cool, and I'm already pale as it is. So, hey, let's,
0: let's hang. I, what I are think your I would prefer on? werewolf, to How be so? honest. How so? How so? Because vampire is bad. What? How so? Because I watch these movies, David. You know? That's yeah. true. I'm an expert on Twilight. I have not watched Twilight. Exposed. Get out of here. Yeah, look at me. But yeah, it's yeah, living forever and being a pedophile all the time is like no good. Excuse me. Yeah. <laughs> are are the vampires in Twilight pedophiles? Like a whole lot of it is. Oh yeah. Like, you get that feeling. Oh no thanks. Sure. Ew. Like, ew. that's why you got to be an expert. You know. Good thing I have not watched. Um. Me. But yeah, a werewolf would also be terrible because if I lose control of my emotions i'm a dog (laughs) yeah no good i might kill someone so that it's not an uh it's not a choice i would like to make but i'd probably go werewolf you know remember how we were talking about like the lava lamp play-by-play yeah we're not doing that yeah but ladies and gentlemen we do have the lava lamp but it's not moving (laughs) it's not moving I, i don't care i do you know okay well, you're not allowed to talk about the lava lamp anymore.
1: Hey, guys, the lava
0: lamp. Shut up about the lava lamp. If... So here's the other one. If you okay. had to, would you rather listen to Bella talk about her love life for an hour? Oh, my God. With no breaks? Or watch Jacob talk with no shirt and jorts on for an hour, also with no breaks? This might be a worse choice than the previous one. Okay. Uh, they both sound dreadful. I'm going to go with Jacob just because I couldn't make it through Bella.
1: I, I, I don't know either of the characters, uh, but I'm going to
0: pick Jacob. Because That's a good cause, man. Thanks for putting a lot of work in for the podcast. Woo! It's because I love it. Thank you for your thanking of me. Thank you. Thank, thank, thank. Thank, 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 thank. Let's take a moment to thank everyone still listening. Let's thank take a moment to thank so our sponsors.
1: Uh, Kirkland, uh, signature Purifying oh, Mini Water Bottles. Shut up.
0: No, they're not doing that. Dang. These are these tiny water bottles I have. When you're thirsty, but not that thirsty. I enjoy the tiny ones. You can refill them and you have water for on the go. Well, look at your Coke checks. But they didn't sponsor, so I'm not going to name the brand.
1: It's Kirkland Signature.
0: What have you been up to? Our new segment, our latest segment, our next segment, the segment we're in right now. The segment that comes after the previous. Now it's time for what have you been up to, where we share what we have been reading or watching or listening to and give a recommendation. Would you like to go first? Oh, well, I don't really have a recommendation to give I, suppose. Well, I think about it. it's just general stuff. If you want, uh, I can go.
1: So I have recently joined the robotics thing in the ro- are school. Are you going to build a robot? Um, the robot's then? already built, so we're kind of just doing, like, tech stuff in general. I see. So I'm currently building a 3D model of the room that we're in. Uh, I Ooh. think the main reason is because if we want to, like, remodel or anything, they need to have some sort of basis. But also, it's a whole technological aspect, educational-wise. So I'm enjoying that. Could uh, you make the robot kill a human man? Um, we could. Oh! We, I mean, we could. Really? Yeah, that's possible. Then uh, you, that's an
0: avenue. That That is an avenue. Murderous robots, you know? May, look, it's going to happen eventually. Why don't you put your name on it?
1: That's not a good idea, you know? We do plan on building, like, miniature versions of our robots to put in a display case and have them do whatever they want. To have them kill a human man, mayhaps? They're, like... They're going to be pretty small, Jackson, you know? I'm, I'm not the one building the robots. That is true. All right, what have you been up to, Jackson? What have I been up to? Yes, with uh, the pirate hook in hand, what have you been up David to? David has a pirate hook, everyone. I do. argy plastic maybe. pirate hook, and it looks Argue dumb. Sh- What did I you say to me? I think it looks dumb. Shiver me timbers, Jackson. I will scrape you with
0: this hook. Oh, well, you won't. That's made of plastic. Watch this. You scraped yourself. Yeah. What have I been up to? I have been watching... The Netflix series BoJack Horseman. Yes. This is a good show, everyone. I hear it's, good things about it. Yeah, it's very well written. It is like this animated comedy um, about this celebrity, this like washed-up celebrity so like who a was horse. the famous star in the '90s. Yeah. By the way, he's also um, like a horse. It's this kind of different reality where like there's animals that have human bodies. Animals and humans. It's are really not together. that unsettling. Like the art style, it's fine. There like, sounds
1: really good in the movie. I like it.
0: Yeah. And he's he was famous in the nineties, but he's yeah. pretty washed up now. And it's such like a deep dive into just like the yeah. darkest aspects of life where it's like and it's incredibly dark. Like I hear I, I hear it's it like. I do not want to spoil moments. things for people. Do but not. it's like be no some, good. there are some legitimate moments where I like near tears where it's like this is so mm-hmm. much like it's it's a lot. I, I yeah, I, I hear it gets really deep at some point. It's also I, very funny. I do want to see it. And, and it looks it's really good. Very well written. I That's good. That's it's good fantastic. to hear. Fantastic. Uh, is, Nef- is it a Netflix original? I think so. I know, Netflix released at least the last few seasons. I ne- think Netflix they, originals are always I think it's this. always
1: they're always a hit and miss for me. I'll
0: ha- like, yeah, I hear true. I hear Queens Gambit's pretty good. That's a good show. Yeah, yeah, I hear it's really good. Queens makes... Gambit is a show for anyone who doesn't know about a girl who is very good at chess and uh, about her struggles with addiction and just kind of. I did not. I did not know that huh? at all. That's a good show. <sighs> I thought it was about her playing chess. She plays chess, yeah, but and she and also struggles drugs. with addiction and like just kind of life in general. Okay, it's tough. Sounds interesting. Yeah, just yeah. to rush for a bit. That's a good show as well. That's my two recommendations. Woodrock Horseman is a good show. Uh, yeah, we might watch I've been it. watching quite a bit of it. I might watch it later. I'm not sure. It's a good show to watch when you feel terrible. Sick. Honestly, yeah. Like sometimes I'll just feel really bad and I'll put that on and I'll be like, I'll feel bad with these people because everyone in that mm-hmm. show, it's just always like terrible things happening to everyone. It's, it's, I feel you, man. Yeah. What's, I feel you, It's Bo-J. similar to the, what's the German word, like schadenfreude? Um, where it's like, kind of, no clue. <laughs> that's the word for like, taking joy in other people's misery, but it's more like, empathetic, where it's okay. like, I don't feel good, you don't feel good, we're all in here. Today.
1: We're in the same boat, baby.
0: You know what I mean? You know? But it's just a good show to watch. Yeah, BoJack. Mm-hmm. Hip hip hooray, you know? Yes. Anything else? Ah, uh, not on my end, I think I'm good. Then I suppose, David. But that's our show. That's the show? Are you yes. kidding me? You... Thank you for listening. Thank you uh, for promoting the show. Uh, thanks for writing in. Thanks for suggesting and, and tweeting and stuff. Ah. Uh, you gotta thank the listeners. Thank, thank you for, you for listening, listening so much. I'm gonna give you a hug. You I'm gonna guys give you a, a kiss this. on the forehead. I'm gonna give you a big You're gonna give hug. him a smooch on the forehead? Give him a mm. little... No, this is for all the listeners. Oh, for all the listeners. Yeah. Oh, yeah, give, give him a smooch, Jackson. Right now? Yeah, right now. There you go. Did you feel it? You guys feel it? It was that? on your forehead. Wipe it away. You won't get coronavirus because I didn't actually kiss you yeah it's true i'm keeping it safe six feet jackson six feet of course of course always all the time except when i'm giving thank you and except when you you're giving can, thank you kisses oh uh, you can follow us uh that's found in the show notes does anyone actually read those let me know i put the time stamps in and i'm like honestly they're pretty important if you want to go hey i want to watch the part where they open the mail yeah fine i have till sunday so you know that's when I set it up for release, everyone. To... Uh, We're recording this today on Thursday, the 11th. Look, I've got a busy schedule, all right? I don't have time. We got the busy days. Yes. <laughs> uh, do you have
1: anything to plug? Um, I mean, if you want to follow my Instagram, I guess.
0: I'll put that in the show notes. Yeah. Also...
1: Wait, we, one thing that, we, that we're doing that we haven't told the chat, we're in the 1X. Oh, yes, Jackson. we are. Yeah, we're in the 1X. This one is axe.
0: relevant to all of our local listeners. Yeah, um, we the, We've been cast in the Pawpaw High School 1X Festival. Don't dox us, Jackson. Um, I, like, I'm, I'm waiting for an ad. <laughs> Continue. <laughs> oh, imagine. I, I'll advertise for 1X, sure. <laughs>
1: we, we don't want to get doxed. When they
0: release the information, yeah, don't even worry about we it. We don't want to get doxed for our school. We no. go to high school. We had to bleep that out, you know? Yeah, I'm not editing that. I don't You care. sure? I feel like... No, people know that I live in Paw. No.
1: Well, we, we can't let them know, Jack. We I'm not going to say my
0: address. You sure? Yeah, I'll say it. Three, Jackson... six, zero... <laughs> that was Jackson
1: true... lives at 360
0: Hayburn Street. Is that a real... Yep. <laughs> uh oh! I'm very sorry to whoever actually lives. If there. Someone lives. That's the real address. I'm sorry for all uh, of the the hate crimes that get are. Get a Ring doorbell. <laughs> Today's uh, podcast anyway, is yeah. sponsored by Ring. I've, yeah, we we'll well, yeah. do an ad for One X when it gets closer. I'm sure. Yeah, pr- probably. Uh, anyway, do the right thing. Try your best. Love each other. Yeah. No au au racism. Au Adios. Goodbye. Goodbye. Abiando.